You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Staying above in an unbelieving world, part seven. Staying above in an unbelieving world, part seven. Praise Jesus. So we know that as believers, the dread of circumstances and of torments, etc., is not in the gospel and is not in our nature. Praise God. It is not in our nature. So a system built on dread and fear is not one in the light of God or in his word. Because at the root of fear is condemnation and wrong thinking. Wherever you see fear, at the root of it is condemnation or wrong thinking. Praise God. Are you here with me? Yes. Wrong thinking. Somebody actually in an acronym said that fear represents false evidence appearing real. And I side with him. False evidence appearing real. And so anybody that lives in fear magnifies false evidence. Anybody that lives in fear is like a man whose shadow is bigger than himself. <laughs> so anytime you're living in fear, imagine you and your shadow. You give your shadow more power than yourself. That's the man who lives in fear. It is not of God. So David will say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear or dread? See, David's disposition, even when he was living in the dispensation of the law, was amazing. He was not one who was always dreading God's presence. No. He actually said, as the deer pants for the word brooks, so my heart pants after the Lord. And he said, when shall I appear before the Lord? When shall I appear? In other words, he said, and he said, my soul, you see, when I appear before the Lord, he said, my soul will be satisfied. So he found satisfaction rather in the presence of the Lord, not dreadness. Does that make sense? Is he not the one who said, I was glad when they said to me, what? Let us go into what? The house of the Lord. I better be a doorkeeper a day in the house of the Lord than thousand years in the courts. He preferred his relationship with God to his kinship. And that's why he said, the Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? In other words, my courage, my strength is in the Lord. Praise God. He said, he is my refuge and stronghold of whom shall I be afraid? If David could say this before Christ came, 
then if you don't have this mental disposition, you are living in identity crisis. Hebrews 13, that's 5 and 6. The Hebrew writer was talking about contentment. He said, let your character and moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions. And be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. Say, Amen. Oh, I said, say, Amen. You didn't say, Amen, big. I said, say, Amen. amen. The Amen you're saying is plastic. Yes. So I want you to say it with conviction. Say, Amen. amen. For he, God himself, has said, watch this. I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. So you see, the Hebrew writer is speaking to God, providing our needs. And he's going to speak to the problem of greed, covetousness, and all that comes with it. What is the problem? I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Praise God. Relax. Listen to me very, if you are in this church and you suffer high blood pressure, low blood pressure, depression, then you have not been listening to the word. Yes. They can't find their way in you or around you. It's not possible. It's not. Next. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. If you are seized with alarm, it's because you don't know who you are. And you don't know who your helper is. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? The believer who lives in fear is expressing unbelief. He does not see the Lord as his helper. He sees men and men will fail you. Did you hear what I just said? They may be willing, yet they are not able. And sometimes when they are able, they are also not what? Willing. That is men. But God always says he's willing and able. <laughs> I love this God. And I so trust his word. You can't live in alarm. And you can't allow alarm to seize you. Seize alarm. You seize it. I said you do what? Seize it. So every time they see you, I'm hot. You are hot. Every time they say, oh, I'm hot. Pastor, I'm very hot. You see, I went to work. Nobody's saying don't work. Nobody's saying that. No. Nobody's saying don't work. But your dependence, so much on gathering earthly things will kill you. It will kill you quick. Work with joy, with peace, with the fruit of the Spirit playing. Praise God. Did you hear what I just said? I can't imagine you living a life of fear and dread. What will men say? He said, 
What will man do to me? Fear of man. There are many people who are not in Insawan prison, but they are in bondage in their minds. They are walking on the streets, yet they are in prison because of the fear of men. Fear of men. You have been released just because you heard this word. Oh, praise God. You can have God in awe and fear what man will do to you. The two cannot go together. I just sang the song. Why did I sing it? That God is wonderful. I can say God is wonderful and still have fear of men. It takes away the awesomeness of God. Did you hear what I just said? Maybe it's now sinking. If you say God is awesome and that's how you see God and you know that he is wonderful and you also are afraid of men, then you don't know him. You don't know him. So you go for a contract. And he's supposed to get you $50 billion. And then you didn't get it. And then you put your hands on your head. I'm done. My life has ended. Because in your mind, your wealth is your value. You see a parent who beats the living daylight out of a child because they broke a glass. They are living in frustration because of competition. It's a mindset. You don't realize it. It is the wisdom of the world. Behind what you are wearing is how men will see you. Not to look good, to glorify God. Ah, to enjoy what God has given you. But how men will look at you and salute you. And so when nobody says you were good, the whole day, wisdom. Isaiah 54 verse 17. One scripture that we quote a lot. But no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against you, you condemn in judgment. You shall show to be in the wrong. This peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced, this is the righteousness or the vindication which they obtain from me. That this is that which I impart to them as their justification, says the Lord. Oh, praise God. This is what your salvation brings to you. The arsenal that the devil released from the Garden of Eden that brought all the follies of men to play from the day you received Jesus, you had power over it. That's the meaning of this scripture. No weapon formed against me. It's bigger than we quote it. Yeah. He's not talking about when you were to pay. And there's no weapon formed against me. No. He's talking about what you received. So actually, in that, features to pay. Are you getting the point? Yeah. So it's not just being protected from stuff. He's talking about you having security in your salvation. And because of that, Nothing can by any means hurt you, including your condemnation before God. That's what he means. He was dealing with fear all time. Fear is gone. Fear has been vanquished. Let's go back to Numbers 14 verse 2. We've looked at it before. We're going to look at it again. All the Israelites grumbled and deplored their situation, accusing Moses and Aaron, to whom the whole congregation said, would that we had died in Egypt or that we had died in this wilderness. What is speaking? 
what he's speaking. They had been in slavery for 432 years. They have been released by the hand of God. God had promised them the land. Go possess it. They spied the land. And because they did not believe, they spoke fear. We would have loved the 432 years of slavery. I've heard a Christian say that. I prefer rather to even be in my former days than this. Wow. Serving God. Mm. Because you look at the world system and you use it as the standard of doing well. They said they would have loved to die in Egypt rather than die in this wilderness. What are they seeing? Death. What are they calling? Death. Did anybody told them they were going to die? False evidence appearing real. They were seeing death when they had been promised life. It's your choice. Are you here with me? It is your choice. Listen, it will always come back to your choice. God will never take that away from you because that seal has already been given from the foundations of the world. Is the reason he created man. He created you to give you the power of choice. It is your privilege. You can use it against your own self. It's your choice. So you can see that fear releases expectation of evil. Sometimes when you see people saying, nothing has happened. Nothing at all has happened. And then you hear them saying, what happened to uncle, and they are referring to something bad, will never happen to me. And you think that they are speaking positive. No, they are speaking fear. I mean, nothing has happened though. They are just there. They heard a report. Say, hmm, what happened to uncle will never happen to me. It's fear speaking. It's not faith. Who said it's going to happen to you in the first place? It's your fear that is speaking. You have an expectation of evil. Sh shut up. Did you hear what I just said? Yes. When it comes to your mind, don't speak it. You give it power and you give it attention. Praise God. You wake up in the morning. I live in constant health. Praise God. Because what's your expectation? Constant health. Praise God. It is your heritage as a believer. True or false? Walk in it. That's why most of us pray not out of faith. We pray out of fear. In our deepest emotions is fear, not faith. I know people sometimes, I know, listen to me. Some time ago, it was happening to me as a pastor. My weakest points are Sundays after church. When I had preached to you and I had poured out everything, virtue has gone. And so you see, the enemy takes advantage and starts to plague my mind. And then all of a sudden, I feel lonely and everything. And then I and then I start expecting so many things. You see, then I realize that, hey, it is the devil's attack on my mind. So from that time, I started guarding myself. If you are not careful, you'll be the same person speaking, but in your deepest emotions, there's a lot of fear. You are not wholly relying on the word. You have the word, but there's a lot of discomfort. Am I speaking to somebody? I know people Sunday after church, that's when they rather cry most. Because listen to me, they were here, but their heart and emotions were in deep sorrow. So you see, they heard a word and they felt consoled, but they didn't receive the word. The word. It didn't sink in. 
It didn't sink. Look at what happened. Numbers 14, 28, 29. Look at what happened. I want all of us to read it together. Let's all go. Tell them. Okay. Everybody go. Tell them. Mm -hmm. As I live, mm -hmm. says the Lord, what you have said in my hearing, mm -hmm, I will do to you. Mm -hmm. Your dead body shall fall in this wilderness. Of all who were numbered of you from 20 years old and upward, who have murmured against me? Who killed them? Who killed them? It's not God. Their fear killed them. Their fear killed them. It is the consequence of their word. Fear. It's a principle. What you speak is what you get. It's what comes to you. So it's not God. The writer is speaking with a perception. Are you getting the point? Yes. Yeah. And sometimes they speak because in their minds, God is the judge. Anytime you see judgment, it is the consequence of man that is showing. It's not the wrath of God because God doesn't have wrath in him. Are you here with me? They spoke fear and they ate the consequence of fear. Praise God. All right. So when you were praying, uh, 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 sorry, when we are praying and, 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 and sometimes, you know, Believers take some of these exercises as nothing. Say pray. We don't care. But it looks like they magically think that when trouble hits, they can handle. I don't know how they do that. Because the thinking is the process. Did you hear what I just said? It's not magical. Having a mindset is not magical. Let me say it again. When you are casting concrete, is it magical? How do you get it cast? You keep pouring the concrete. Oh, is, that, is that right? Keep pouring it. Eh? It fills up. Is that correct? And then you leave it for a long time. So it will cast. That is what the spiritual exercises does to the mind of the believer. When you are praying and you are praying the word and praying the word, you are actually casting that understanding in your mind. Very soon, that is what you act. That's why we pray for long hours. We are casting the word in our mind so that now, when anything hits, we are ready. We will think in that same vein and act. It's not magical. So you see, if you don't pray, you don't study the word, and anything in life happens, you would deal with it according to the disposition of your mind. You would use the wisdom of the world to try and solve it. It's not automatic. That's why a lot of Christians break down. And you see even Christians committing suicide because they are believers, but they have cast their mind with the wisdom of the world. When you don't consistently practice spirituality, you deal with issues according to logic and in an unspiritual way. You have no options. You have no options but to choose secular approach because that's what you've been thinking every time. That's what has filled your mind and your heart. So it's not automatical. It's not. No. Paul said, I die daily. <laughs> what does he mean by that? Does he resurrect daily? 
I crucify my mind daily to the wisdom of the world. Hey, are you here with me? So I can live by the wisdom of God. It's not automatic. He said, I pray in tongues more than you all. The way of the spirit is not magical. So when you see the people pray, and you think you are rather matured, so you don't pray. Sit down and enjoy it. What we can do is pray for you. Yes, and we do that every time. Yes, we do that every time. We pray for you. But we won't deal, the prob- deal with the problem for you. You will have to deal with it. And you must have the mental disposition, the spiritual mental disposition to deal with it yourself. So you see that? You are actually in a kind of an issue and I am encouraging you, but you still not encourage because you don't have the mental disposition to carry it. Look at Hebrews 3.12. Therefore, beware, brethren, take care, lest there be in any one of you a wicked, unbelieving heart which refuses to cleave to, trust in, and rely on him leading you to turn away and desert or stand aloof from the living God. Is he speaking to believers? Oh, is he speaking to believers? Yes. Ah, Brethren, number one, lest there be in any one of you. Are you here with me? Yes. A wicked, unbelieving heart. When you see wicked Don't think the person is killing you. You remember what we called an evil report. A wicked heart. He's actually an adjective to unbelief. That's what the Bible calls a wicked heart. A heart that does not believe the word of God. Says pray. Oh, I can handle it. Study the word. Oh, me. I don't need to study. It's the pastor's job. They study the word. Well, I've seen pastors who have committed suicide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kill themselves. May you not stand aloof from the living God. May you not rely on your wisdom. May you rely on the wisdom of Christ. In that wisdom, there's awesome love. So what's your problem? Don't deny yourself. Praise God. Don't deny yourself. Don't deny yourself. Don't deny yourself. It's a joy to walk In this understanding, I'm telling you, it's a joy. Say, it's a joy. It's peace. I'm telling you, it's peace. Look at Philippians 4, 6. Philippians 4, 6. Everybody go. Do not fret or have what? Any anxiety about anything. Praise God. Did you hear that? Did he say anything? Some things. So, there should be no place for what? Anxiety. But in every circumstance and in what? Everything. So when I hear people say, oh, there are certain things you pray. There are certain things you don't pray. Sorry, oh. In everything, I pray. In everything, I pray. Yeah. I depend on God in everything. There's no one thing I don't depend on him. By prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving. Continue, not you see, you see, not in fear, not in doubt, not in unbelief. But what with thanksgiving? Do you understand it? So the mindset should be a mindset of what? It's already been what done. I'm only calling them forth. Are you getting the point? Okay, go ahead. 
Continue to make your request, your wants, okay, known to God. If you make your request known to God, it is because you are not living in fear. True or false? If this becomes your constant, it means that anxiety, fear, or whatever will not have its way. Is that correct? Yes. Is that, is that correct? Okay. So you continue with the seven and eight. Look at what he says. Go. And God's word. Everybody say peace. Shall be yours. Right? Shall be yours. Mm -hmm. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. Hey, hello? So undergirded fear and anxiety is because your salvation is shaky before your own eyes. Condemnation, true or false. Wrong thinking, true or false. It's underneath it. Go ahead, go. And so, fearing what? So, fearing nothing from... So, an understanding that knows that God loves me and he will take care of me. He is my helper, therefore, I will not fear what men will do to me. Is it consistent? Go and be what? Content with what? It's earthly lot of whatever sort that is. Listen to me very carefully. The earth has not yet been redeemed. So, so far as you live on this earth, there'll be challenges. But there is something extra that a man needs to be able to live in peace with challenges all around them. Something extra. Can you understand it now? Something extra. Prayer, prayer. Otherwise, you collapse. You will lose it. All of these things I'm talking about, you see, when you see people reacting and they explode, they are not in control. True or false? Yeah. Anytime you see somebody explode, they themselves said, I lost it. Oh, is that what they say? Yes. They lost control. What is that control? They lost their peace. So I asked most of us who come to pray, I did, I mean, the Lord asked me to do it. So I did a sample of everybody who came to pray. That's Friday. And I said, what is, what do you experience when you pray? And the common thread that ran through everybody is that peace. Because when your mind is peaceful, it becomes an outlet that gives everything that is peaceful. Did you hear what I just said? And that no man can give. You can't buy it with money. So we don't pray for money. No, we pray to activate the peace we already have. Because he said, he himself is our peace. Continue. Go. That peace, mm -hmm, which transcends what? All what? All what? All what? That's why people will be shocked. Ah, so they did this and you were calm like that. Ah, this thing happened to you and you were still calm. How? They don't understand it. Because it transcends all understanding. It shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Are we talking about staying above in an unbelieving world? Praise God. Write this down. Anxiety is often known when you take so many actions at the same time. So many actions 
at the same time. Predicated by, predicated by a life of competition. A life of competition. May you never see yourself here. Oh, praise God. I said, may you never see yourself what? Here. Yeah, may you never. Matthew 6, 25 and 34. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. He said, therefore I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy. Hello? Did you see what Jesus is saying? He says what? Okay. Tell the next person. Please tell them like you mean it. How can you be uneasy even in church? You are in church and you are uneasy. You are hearing this kind of a message and you are still uneasy. Anxious and worried. About what? May that never be your lot. Tell the next person, stop it. Please tell them like you mean it. Okay, look at what that's. Okay, go. What about life? Mm -hmm. What you shall what? Eat. Or, or what you shall drink. Or about your body. In other words, what you will wear. Eh? Okay, good. Mm -hmm. What you shall put on. He specified it clear. Okay. Now, watch what he says. Read it. Go. Is not life greater in quality? Say quality. Oh, say quality. So listen, say anytime I am full of anxiety and I am worried, I am thinking about the quantity of life, not the quality of life. Yeah. Is not life greater in quality than food and the body far above and more excellent than clothing? 34. Go. So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day in its, its, its own trouble. You see why we pray every day? You see why we pray every day? Yes. <laughs> That's why the prayers we pray, you can't pray today and stop. So, okay, I pray. I need a car. Then I got a car. So now I don't need to pray. So I'll pray when I need something. No. I pray always so that I am in tune. So that at every point in time, my will is aligned with the will of God. So I'll be able to think like God and act like God on a daily basis. Praise God. How many people have you seen? Die because of food. Please tell me how many people that they didn't get food to eat, so they died. Please tell me how many people. Food has rather killed a lot of people. Oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not joking. Listen, I'm not joking. What I'm saying is rather true. Food has rather killed a lot of people than the absence of it. I'm telling you, food is it bad? Listen to me very carefully. Bring your mind more on the quality of life than the quantity. Listen very carefully. When you understand the quality of life, the quantity of it will make meaning and will be a blessing to you and to humanity. When you don't understand the quality of life, the quantity of it will lead to self-destruct. Did you hear what I just said? It will lead to self-destruct. Yeah. It will lead to self-destruct. So wherever you see what the world calls civilization and you see the quantity, what does it lead to? Self-destruct. They'll start passing laws that men can sleep with animals. They have a lot of food to eat, clothes. You can go to the store 
actually, as a matter of fact, buy them, you go and wear them, and say you don't like them, you take them back. You see, when man has everything without the wisdom of God, they use those same things to destroy themselves. <laughs> use those same things to destroy themselves. I'll end here. Say after me, anxiety and worry are of the world. So care for your life, but don't be driven by the cares. Let me say it again. Care for your life, but don't be driven by the cares. Praise God. Work. Make money. But don't let money be your motivation. Don't be driven by money. Some of us want to make commerce out of everything. Everything. Everything we are looking at the money factor. You know when you are praying and you spend time praying, maybe you are praying several hours and then you meet a carnal Christian or an unbeliever. You tell them, oh, what were you doing? He said, oh, I'm praying. Look at you. So you spend all that time praying then they start to calculate it in how much money they can make. It's the thinking of the world. And you rather think that they are being smart. Because, because you are suffering from identity crisis. You don't know what you have. And you don't know what the prayer does. Hey, are you here with me? Yeah. So they are quantifying everything with what? Money. What is the monetary value? If it doesn't bring me money, it's useless. It's the same way they build relationships, true or false. Oh, true or false. If you don't bring money, you don't bring value to the table. Unfortunately, sometimes that's what church looks to have become, which is so wrong. So if you see the leaders of the church, everybody who has been made a leader is because no coffee. If the person is truly spiritual, they do ordinary work, but they are very spiritual. It's like nobody cares. Because we joke with spirituality. The world is rather teaching the church. May you get out of it. Did you hear what I just said? Get out of it. Get out of it. Get out. Somebody had the audacity. When I told him, oh, we've started a branch in Kede, and then I've sent one of our guys there. He, he, the first question he asked me, how, um, how much was, how much tithe was he giving? If he even asked me that, oh, was he a constant giver? Because you don't need to be rich to be a giver. Are you here with me? Yes. And everybody who constantly gives genuinely shows that their heart is with the Lord. True or false? Good. But how much does he bring to the table? What work does he do? They are the people you send out. What I'm saying has become a reflection of many of us, how we think. Many of us. We sit in church, but we think, say, get it out of your thinking. Praise God. Get it out. The value of those who have quantity and those who don't have are the same before God. The difference is how they have built their spirituality, whether rich or poor. Praise God, whether rich or poor. May you abide in the wisdom of God. May you never lose sight of the fact that God loves you. May you be in awe of him. Don't be dread by him. Every time he comes to your situation, he wants to save you. He actually wants you to live smiling. He's not against you. He's all for you. Don't trust men more than him. He is your helper. As you trust him, he will give you men. Trust him. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. 
Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.